Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This week on Parse Per Billion, we come to you from Capitol Hill, where replacing bets on whether Andrew Wheeler's nomination to lead the EPA will clear the Senate. Actually, weather might not be the right word. It's more like when or by how much. Hello and welcome to Parse Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz, and today we're up on Capitol Hill to talk about Andrew Wheeler. The president wants him to be the permanent head of the EPA. Right now he's serving in an acting capacity, but first he's got to get through the Senate, and that is where we are. We are sitting right outside the Senate chamber, and I'm joined by Bloomberg Environment's congressional correspondent, Dean Scott. Dean, how are you? Doing great. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. So, Dean, I'm uh, hearing that Andrew Wheeler will likely not have... uh, a lot of trouble getting out of committee when he goes up for a vote there and then getting out of the Senate floor when his nomination comes there. What's going to be happening with Wheeler's nomination? Well, first up, you're right, we have a environment committee business meeting where they essentially vote and are expected to vote him out, probably along a party line vote, as uh, happened last year when he was eventually confirmed in the Senate as the deputy. So he's been working as an acting EPA administrator since uh, July of last year. So we expect this to be the first step probably the easier step for Mr. Wheeler on his journey to become Senate-confirmed EPA administrator. And then uh, after he gets out of the committee, he'll go to uh, the Senate floor, which is uh, right behind us uh, where we sit right now. And it sounds like he probably won't have a lot of trouble there either. I think I think the time is on the Republican side. And what I mean by that is the sooner they can get Andrew Wheeler confirmed as EPA administrator, the better for him. He has uh, very strong support on the Republican side. He has very little support from Democrats. But with Republicans controlling the chamber over here, 53, 47. His supporters have a little leeway to lose a vote if they need to, and they'll probably pick up at least one Democrat. We'll get to that in a second, but one of the things we should uh, just briefly mention is that Republicans only need 51, I guess actually 50 votes to confirm him. This is not something that Democrats can filibuster, so the 60-vote threshold that you hear about a lot doesn't really apply here. That's right, and we've seen a, a couple nominees from President Trump who were actually approved by 50 votes, 50 votes plus in some cases by the vice president. And so he, he has a, a little margin for, for a little error here. The issue, I think, will be, it's something that I've talked to a couple Republican senators this week about, is the optics of having an EPA administrator who could possibly be confirmed by only Republican senators, which would be the first time in the history of the agency. So Democrats can't really stop Wheeler, it sounds like. Will they try to delay his nomination? Will they do anything, you know, take any uh, parliamentary measures to try to make it harder? 
harder on Republicans to confirm him. All committees uh, have some procedures for at least a slight delay. This is happening actually over an attorney general confirmation battle in judiciary where you can have a week or two of ripening uh, of a nominee even after they clear the committee. Beyond that, there's some, there's some small, I would call them weaponry or tactics that you can use. But I fully expect, barring some unforeseen circumstances, other legislation, government shutdown, we should be seeing Wheeler on the Senate floor sometime in February. So you mentioned that this could be unusual and that Wheeler could be confirmed with only Republican votes. He may get one Democratic vote. What's going on with who's the Democrat that might vote for him and what would be the significance of that if he is confirmed with just Republicans? So just setting the scene from last year, we had three Democrats that actually voted for Wheeler the last time when he was on the floor for deputy. And those were Senators Donnelly and Heidkamp and Senator Manchin from West Virginia. We should say, uh, of the three of those, Two of those uh, senators are not here any longer. That's right. So Senators Donnelly and Heidkamp were defeated. So you assume that their two Republican successors will, of course, vote for Mr. Wheeler. And I would assume the, the betting money right now is that Senator Manchin, while not assured, will probably still vote for Mr. Wheeler. So a vote that's at least close to the 53-45 vote which is what the vote was last year to confirm Mr. Wheeler, looks about right, barring what some of us have begun to talk about, which is a little bit of Republican concern around the edges on some policy issues. So, you know, we talked about how this could be a really, really almost totally party line vote, maybe in a officially party line vote. That sounds like it's pretty unusual for the, the head of the EPA, especially since, you know, a lot of people have been saying that, that Andrew Wheeler is much less divisive, much less partisan than his uh, predecessor, Scott Pruitt. Why do you think there's still this sort of divide over who, who leads the EPA, this, this partisan divide? I think it's a couple things. One is there's still a lot of Democratic anger over Merrick Garland and uh, in the Senate Majority Leader McConnell's decision to not move forward on that Obama nomination to the Supreme Court. That's number one, that anger still ripples through confirmation battles today. And also the move away from a 60-vote threshold for executive branch nominations. Now you need essentially a simple majority. We've seen people confirmed over here, by the way, 49 to 48. So as long as you have essentially more than your opposition, you can confirm someone. Senate Democrats really were angered over that move. They had some reason to be, although they did make a similar change on a more moderate change for some nominations, a smaller set of nominations under President Obama. So that the, that, that sort of, uh, of anger is still palpable in the Senate. There's not much reason for the Democratic minority to support Wheeler, even though he was a longtime aide in the Senate Environment Committee. Many of them are st- very familiar with him, and he is has much better relationships with Democrats and Republicans than his president predecessor, Scott Pruitt. Yeah, let's briefly sort of get into that a little bit. It seems like Wheeler and Pruitt, at least on the surface, are very, very different, different in their demeanor, different in their sort of profile in Washington. Can you talk a little bit about the, you know, elaborate on the ways that they are different and maybe some ways that they're similar? One way is Mr. Wheeler has made some effort to reach out to EPA career employees. His emails when the, for example, when the last shutdown ended, talked about the importance of career EPA employees. He has, he has done that 
at the urging of some Democrats in the Senate and some on his own, which is smart politics. He's not seen as the divisive figure refusing essentially to budge on on even being communicative to Senate Democrats on policy issues. So you're not going to see Wheeler sort of criticize the uh, the deep state. You know, that's not a phrase you'll probably hear from from him. Yes, and also as as has been reported over a lot over the last year, Mr. Pruitt, his pre- Wheeler's predecessor, had a, a lot of run-ins with ethical concerns, and Mr. Wheeler has has stayed really far away from that. Has just basically quietly got down to business, which on policy issues, whether it's rolling back uh, EPA climate regulations or revamping how EPA does chemical reviews, which some people see as a slowdown of those reviews, Mr. Wheeler is, in in effect, doing much of the work we might have expected Mr. Pruitt to do just more quietly. All right. And then finally wrapping it up, let's sort of handicap this. You know, this is sort of a a favorite pastime of reporters up here on Capitol Hill. It sounds like you're saying he's going to get between 53 and 54 votes in favor of his nomination when he gets to the floor. Is that is that where you're putting it? Is there any and what are the odds that he gets either more than 54 or less than 53? I think for me, one question I have is is for uh, Kirsten Sinema, the uh, successor to Senator Flake, the Democrat that took a Republican seat. This one of the vote much because uh, because she would be voting if she votes yes. Senator Flake also voted yes. But that said, there are some interesting there's some interesting talk in the background about some Republican concerns about Mr. Wheeler, about some chemical issues with PFAS and some other other chemicals that are been raised as human health concerns. Some of that, I think we're going to see a, t- a little bit of tugging back and forth over that. We've, some of those Republicans are looking at re-election campaigns in 2020, including Cory Gardner in Colorado. But at the end of the day, I would be really surprised, two things, that Wheeler does not get a single Democratic vote, because I think Senator Mann is most likely going to be a yes. So I still think we're going to see a vote very close to the 53-45 vote that Mr. Wheeler got last year for the deputy job. All right. Well, that was Dean Scott, Bloomberg Environment's Capitol Hill correspondent. For more of his reporting from the Capitol, go to news.bloombergenvironment.com. That's news.bloombergenvironment.com. And Parts Pavilion was produced by myself and Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn. Our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. And the music for this episode is a message by Jazar. Thanks for listening. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.